Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Flyover Show. I'll tell you what, I woke up on one this morning because Baker Mayfield just ended the Las Vegas Raiders season, and it is a hell of a Friday. We have a hell of a weekend coming up. We're going to be talking about all that and a lot more. We have UFC, we have NFL, we have the United States Army versus the United States Navy on the gridiron. But before we get to that, I want to check in on my good friend Scott. Scott, how you doing? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm doing fucking fantastic. I'll tell you what. Didn't help my sleep uh, after what I saw Baker Mayfield do. Um, we'll get into that a little more little in a little, little bit. But UFC 282 this weekend, NFL Week 14, uh, coming off starting strong this NFL week. Um, I guess we'll just dive right in. I can't, I can't not talk about this right away. Baker Mayfield was signed with the Los Angeles Rams two days ago. I guess now three, two days yeah. before their game against the Las Vegas two Raiders. Two practices, two walkthroughs, booked a flight before he was even signed to the team. Came in, no one expected anything, right? Maybe he'll start. He probably won't start. That'd be crazy. Technically doesn't start. The Wolf, John Wolford, comes in, takes three snaps, three handoffs, boring, get him out. The Las Vegas Raiders... Their first possession score, absolutely no problems. Easy money, easy does it. Continue to play, continue. The Raiders just keep storming down the field. Keep getting field goals, keep getting field goals. The uh, Rams, get a, get a field goal, 16-3. to three. In the fourth quarter, you're thinking, uh, maybe, maybe. And then you think back to Monday when the GOAT, Tom Brady, Trailed 16 to three and scored two touchdowns in the final four minutes of regulation to win 17 16. And my first thought was Baker Mayfield, Tom Brady, a lot of similarities, right? Both white, both quarterbacks, both on new teams, etc. You know, I could go on and on about the difference, the similarities between Baker and Tom Brady. So I thought to myself, I was actually going to turn the game off, right? And then I saw the Rams coming down the field, and I thought, God damn, they score a touchdown. This is a one-score game. This would be very Josh McDaniels. This would be very Raiders to not win this game. Baker Mayfield and the Rams punching a touchdown. Get the ball get the ball to the Raiders. Raiders, quick three and out. Get, uh, get to third and one. Can't get it. Get the Rams the balls back. A bomb of a punt. That was a beautiful punt. I got to lie. Fucking Matt Collins was gritty in next to it, watching it roll down. I don't know if you can be gritty in on a punt that you weren't really involved with. You're just kind of, you know, hanging around. But whatever, maybe cursed him. Who knows? Uh, 98 yards. I don't know. I forget the exact stat. I should have looked it up. The amount of people who have had a game-winning drive on a 98-yard touchdown drive hasn't happened in, like, 70 years. Like, it's basically never happened to go 98. Oh, going over 90, I think, has happened by, I think Tom Brady's done it once. It's just to be in that situation is insane, and then to do that in that situation is even crazier. Baker Mayfield leaves a, leads a 98-yard drive. He was, in, he was in total control of that offense, too. Mm-hmm. He was calling all, He was controlling the offense. Like, he looks like he was comfortable. He didn't, I mean, there was only a couple moments where he did not not look comfortable, and he was throwing absolute seeds. I'm sure Scott will have some opinions on the Raiders playing, playing press man that entire dry in two minute um but a beauty to van jefferson who baker mayfield said owed him one because he didn't come to oklahoma when baker was recruiting him he wouldn't call his he wouldn't call him back he wouldn't text him but in the most embarrassing fashion the las vegas raiders probably out of the playoffs technically not officially but after a three-game win streak needed this one 
The Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday in his first game as Colts head coach and Baker Mayfield in his first game as Rams quarterback. Ice is getting a little thin in Las Vegas for Josh McDaniels. No, I mean, it's ridiculous that he still has a job. The only reason he still has a job is because the Raiders can't afford to fire him. Mm -hmm. This was a team that literally didn't have the money to put in escrow to keep Khalil Mack to pay his signing bonus. So they certainly can't afford a second buyout on a coach in two years. And Mark Um, Davis was at this game, too. He's at the game with Ice Cube, chilling. They've had some of the, the worst losses this year. Like I, mean, I think they've had the, four losses where they were up by at least thirteen. Yeah. Um, so I selfishly want Josh McDaniels to get fired, right? <laughs> I want him to come back and be the offensive coordinator of the Patriots. He's a really good offensive coordinator. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's he's just proven he's not going to be head coach. He's not going to get another head coaching job after this. No. And the Raiders might make him coach out his contract. He theoretically could get another job just because he's still pretty young. So it would have to take it would, would be a long time. It would be maybe he's the next Patriots head coach. Who knows? Head coach that's, and uh, that's gonna be Steve. Steve Belichick. Is it or is it gonna be what if it's is there a thought that it's going to be that Bill O'Brien goes back to the Patriots? It's not gonna be Bill O'Brien. But I mean it will because I mean how long does Bill have left? Ten Ten years he at most. To beat, at most, he needs to beat uh, Chuck Knoll's record for a number of wins, or is it Shula? Shula, he Shula passed Chuck Knoll, so he needs to beat Shula's record for a number of wins, which I think he's like forty off of. Hmm. Okay. So he's he'll be coaching for a couple more seasons. Yeah. Um. Least. For sure, at least I'm not talking. He's going to be done this year or next year. I'm talking. You know, does he have five years? Does he have 10 years? Definitely doesn't have 15. Five years. I would say five years. So then the thought has to be how long before Steve is ready? Because Steve could wait another like 15, Steve, 20. So Steve is an elite defensive coordinator. He really is. Is he the coordinator? He is the coordinator. Got a boy, Steve. And he's the secondary coach, which year after year after year produces, you know, undrafted free agents into Pro Bowl corners. Yeah, and then they get paid by somebody else. And then they stink elsewhere. So either his scheme is really good or his development is really good. But Steve, Steve is really good. Um, good play caller, too. But they, I will say, I'm, I apologize for people watching that we don't have a producer right here right now. I wish I could show you this picture that the Patriots have of Steve Belichick on their own website. They did him dirty. Show Sorry. Me. Look at this guy. They should have done that picture of him with his tongue out on the sideline. Oh, yeah, with the ponytail? That's yeah. tough. I liked him better with a mullet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Raiders, I mean, we, people were looking at them this past week at 5-7, and seven, being like, where that come holy from? cow, these guys could make the playoffs because they've yeah. won three in a row. Yeah. They've had just ridiculously easy schedule to this point. Um, they finish, you know, they go. They have to go to New England at well, Pittsburgh. Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, who else do they finish up with? San Francisco and Kansas City. So, yeah, they're done. 538 of them is a 5% chance to make the playoffs. They're they're for sure done. The AFC is way too deep this year. If they and win out, they're still they're still not making it, right? I still think even if they even if they went out, I think their odds would only be like 60%, right? 9 and 8, that's like really yeah, hard. That's pretty to, tough in the That's pretty tough. That's tough in the American Football Conference. Um on paper it's still a really good team. I think it's a really good roster. I just think Josh McDaniels has done a pretty bad job as head coach this year. That was tough, especially the way that game started. Like, if you gave Jeff Saturday 
Well, I, we saw oh. it with Rich Pasichia. 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 But the, basically, I put him on the level, maybe a little bit better than Jeff Saturday, but they were a playoff team last year. Yeah, made the they playoffs. They keep having, they should, like, they should have two more wins and two less losses. So I would put them at seven and six, and they'd be right in the playoff hunt. Mm-hmm. So lost to the Chargers. Lost to the Cardinals. They had they had like a seventeen point lead in the third quarter against the Cardinals, yep. like late in the third quarter. Uh, lost the Titans, so Titans are good. Chargers are decent. Yep. Cardinals yep. can be okay, not great. Beat the Broncos. Broncos stink. Lost the Chiefs. Chiefs is the Chiefs. Uh, beat the Texans. Lost to the Saints. Got beat. The Saints beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, Saints, they shut them out. The Saints suck. That was a twenty four nothing game. Uh, lost to the Jags. Lost to the Colts in Jeff Saturday's debut. Yep. Oh, they had, yeah. So then they beat the Broncos in overtime. And then the next week, I didn't realize that game went into overtime, lost to the Seahawks. Or beat the Seahawks, excuse me. Yep. And then beat the Chargers. And then lost to the Rams. Yeah, so coming off of two good wins, lay one of the biggest stinkers of any. They, they have, like, the two worst losses in the league this year. They have losing, some tough ones. Losing to Jeff Saturday in his debut as head coach. <laughs> and then... Losing to Baker Mayfield, who had two practices. Probably the most meaningful practice he had was the plane flight over to Los Angeles with Sean McVay next to him, where they just talked about the playbook. Um, that, no, that was a different flight. The one where he was next to McVay was when he was getting drafted. I think he was on his way to the combine or whatever. Oh. That's when they were sitting next to each other. On the way over is just when he was, you know, headphones on, studying the playbook or whatever. Gotcha. I guess he might have not had the playbook because he wasn't signed to the roster yet. Uh, were, there, were the Ravens the team that had, so they had the really bad loss to the Dolphins where they're up like three, four scores in the fourth quarter? Yeah. Did they Were they also the ones that had that really bad loss to the Jets and Joe Flacco? I think the Ravens would be undefeated right now if it weren't for the third quarter. Like if you, if you took, like I think all the Ravens' losses have been fourth quarter lonely <laughs> oh. that's a whole nother team that's got a lot of yeah a lot of issues so i mean the raiders they have had a couple injuries um to their credit i'm not just going to entirely shit on them although i probably am i mean josh jacobs is an animal remember they were playing him in the first they're playing him in the preseason game in the preseason game they said let's start this guy they didn't pick up his fifth year option he is a huge reason that they're playing well or excuse me excuse me the reason they have won some games. Yeah. Uh, him and Devontae, if they don't have him and Devontae Adams, they probably have no wins. Sure. Um, I mean, Devontae yeah. Adams in yeah. this in this Rams game, he did some beautiful things. That he's, one-handed he's catch to the sideline. He's still He's yes. still that guy. This isn't lack of production by Devontae Adams. No, Devontae Adams um, is having a great season. Yeah. And so is Josh Jacobs, right? Yeah. Um, and he's a guy who can do it himself, too. He no, runs hard. They and he have gotten almost up. nothing from Darren Waller, who, you know, you're in for the past like five years, has been one of the best tight ends in the NFL. I'm a little worried about Darren Waller going forward, which I root, I root for Darren Waller. All the things he's been through. Yeah. Um, his his hamstring. I mean, that, that's a, that was a brutal injury with his hamstring. Yeah. Um, having like a grade two tear. That's like an eight week recovery. And he tried to come back too fast from it. Um, but it's like, even when Waller and uh, Renfro were healthy, this Raiders team was not producing was very struggling. well. They were right. still not playing well. Right. Yeah. It wasn't until they put, put them on IR that they went on a three game win streak. Um, yeah, but so the one thing I wanted to talk about, and this was sort of like the key to McVay and Jared Goff is McVay is basically like playing Madden with these quarterbacks because mm-hmm. the mic for the helmet in the NFL stays on until 15 seconds left on the playcock. So, so if you can call oh, really? plays, yes. So if you can call plays fast and get lined up, 
and then see what the defense is doing. Uh, Sean McVay can uh, sort of tell you what's going on, even while you're under center. So he can tell you, he can call a play. You don't even have to know the name of the play. You just repeat it to the players. They might even sign it in. Um, and then he'll literally tell you what your reads are and what their routes are going to be. I think this was a nice reset for Sean McVay. I think it was nice because... It seems like he's having fun, right? Yeah, I was... It, it didn't seem like he's been having fun since Stafford got it was, he His reaction while that touchdown, I mean, everyone was losing their mind, but his reaction, I was very happy to see that. He was very excited. Um, this is maybe the best coach game of the year by anybody. Has to be. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Saturday... <laughs> Is it between Jeff Saturday and Sean McVay? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure Dayball has a few games in there. I mean, they're 4-9. Um, they're, they're losing their quarterback's coach to the Huskers. Jake Peets going to be announced here soon. The Raiders are? The 49ers. Or, excuse me, the Rams. Oh, okay. Rams quarterback coach leaving. He's going to become our quarterback's coach. Who knows what's going to happen to the team next year? Who knows what is going to happen to McVay after this year? Doesn't look good. This is, you know, the cap does exist. And the the bill has come due for the Rams. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for them, especially if Stafford, you know, Stafford and Cup, their best days might be behind them. So we'll see what happens with Cup's surgery. It's never a great thing. He's still young. It's certainly not great. Um, this team had a lot going for it until it didn't. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. The bill may become due. And also, I think it's like, I think when one domino falls, you might yeah, see all of it. Totally. And who knows? Who knows what Aaron Donald was Talking about with his, you he's know, talking about retirement, alleged retirement. Yeah, he's got two more years on his contract now. Um, I think he should definitely play those out. I think he's still one of the better defensive players in the league. Oh, yeah. A little less dominant this year, but still like an all pro level player. Um, Cooper Cup just got into his first year of his second contract. So mm -hmm. a lot of time left for him. But just the the lack of draft picks, the lack of youth coming into the team, the lack of depth for this team, mm -hmm. and then Stafford getting a spinal cord injury Oof. that late into his career, that's tough. I mean, it, it stinks because like everybody's rooting for Stafford. One I mean, of the most likable quarterbacks. If he quits now, or not quits, I don't want to call it that quit. video, the video of him as a rookie in like 2008 when he injured, he like dislocates his shoulder mm -hmm. and he goes off on the sideline. Yeah. And then he like runs back out with like his shoulder like he he took them on a game-winning drive with his shoulder dislocated he's a dog that's like so bonnie my my fiance keeps track of how many times like i've cried in my life and it's like we're in single digits and one of the times is me watching that video and explaining that video to her single digits yeah this is just how much of a dog scott is um scott you have had 500 injuries right uh, you've had how many how many broken bones have you had just off the top of your head. I can count. Guesstimate. You, you run. Um, okay. 10. 10. 10 broken bones. And I was a milk child. Like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. yeah. He drinks his milk. Yeah. I was there for one of them. Uh, he was like, God dang, this hurts. Yeah. And he like exploded his foot too. Yeah. He's like, God dang, this hurts. And I, I was like, we weren't far from the uh, rec center. We were still in college at the time. And I was like, hey, I'll give you a piggyback ride. We're like seven. two blocks away. Huh? I broke in seven bones. You broke seven bones? Oh, total. Okay. Yeah. Um, that one time was three bones. Three bones. This guy's broken three bones. I, I was like, I'll give you a piggyback ride. He's like, no, just put, just 
just he's like reaching up put, put his arm around i was like dude i'll just carry you you were just like gosh this hurts real bad guy <laughs> like he you annihilated your foot what what did it you was, say how do you describe it uh like when zion williams exploded his shoe is basically the same thing i did with my foot i just planted really really hard. we were playing intramural flag football uh so high level athletes i got a touchdown us. that game yeah <laughs> and um i just planted really hard on a shake and bake Mm-hmm. Um, cooked around, cooked him on the route too. I literally did. I broke the guy's ankle and I broke my foot. <laughs> I, I got like a first down. I had open field in front of me, and I was just hopping on one foot. I got us the first down. I hopped out of bounds. I tossed the ball to the ref, and then I just laid down. <laughs> we got in the huddle, and I look over. I didn't see you. I didn't like ex- like notice who was in the uh, huddle. I just turn over and I see a guy laying on the ground. And there's a field next to us of people playing, and I assumed it was one of them. And I was like, that guy looks like Scott. And I turned back, and they're like, that is Scott. And I was like, why are we huddled <laughs> up? <laughs> we went over. No, I just ex- my foot exploded because I planted really hard. And then I was, we were three, getting three bones in my foot. I have two screws in that foot now. Yeah. Full disclosure, we were getting our ass beat that game. Ended up losing. I was like, guys, all right, let's just call game. We were down like five, four or five touchdowns, and somebody was like, no, let's play it out. I was like, this game is over. <laughs> you you were like, no, I'm good. I'll just chill on the sideline for a while. It's like, no, this game is fucking over. Um, another person who, unfortunately, their game may be over. Marcus Mariota. Hell of a career, Marcus. Thank you. You really think? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's done. I don't think it's done. I think Marcus is the perfect quarterback for teams that are soft tanking, if that makes sense. You can put Marcus in and he's going to be fun for the fans to watch and he'll try really hard, but he's not going to win. Enough. He's going to win like so few games that you can, that you're still basically tanking. Was it that fun for Falcons fans, though? Also, yeah, I think it was. I think if for a team that's going to get like a top five draft pick, this is a pretty fun season for them. I don't know if anyone I has. Fun. I had fun watching the Falcons. I think the Bears are having fun while losing because Maybe they have a star in the making, supposedly. I mean, they're like what, three and ten. They fucking stink. It was a hot couple of weeks. They were the they first. They're like the first team eliminated from the NFC. They stink. They're really bad. Yeah, they did beat the Patriots, so that was tough. It was pretty loud Battle. in Atlanta to get Desmond Ritter to start um, after Super Mariota uh, is not been playing well. But I mean, this Falcons team has weapons. Like you don't have an excuse of not do, having weapons. Do they? Drake London's been fantastic. He's a, yeah, but he's a rookie. Cordero Patterson's very Even good. Even the best rookie wide receivers are still rookies. He's been good. He's That's been true. good. And I think, you know, if you put him on a more prolific passing offense, Drake London would have been a real star this year. Kyle Pitts injured. Did not before that did is not have Kyle a season. Pitts, is Kyle Pitts a real weapon? See, I don't know. I think he has to be. I think because they've really like he's gotten a lot of the target share. Yeah. Something hasn't clicked with him so far. Alameda Zacchaeus, Bird. These guys are dogs, dude. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Falcons have like the worst roster in the NFL. I don't know if I'd go that far. Name a pro bowler. Uh, fucking, you know, dude. <laughs> name, name. You're even looking at the roster. I I don't know how many Falcons I can name. I've Honestly, I think a there's a good amount of their games. If Cordero Patterson hadn't gotten injured, he could probably be a Pro Bowl. Yeah, you might be right. Broke the you broke the right. broke the record for most kickoff returns for a touchdown this season. He probably still will. Hey, be Cordero Patterson's fun to watch. That's probably the best part of that about that mm-hmm. Falcons team. He is can't miss. Whether he's lined up as a receiver, uh, running back, he's official. I think he's officially listed as a receiver, which is hilarious. But he's 31 years old, still house and touchdowns. This is fifth team. 
Um, I think he's listed as a receiver so he can get paid more money. I think that's like a negotiating tactic by his agent. Good agent. Yeah. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, obviously out of Cincinnati under Luke Fickle, four-year starter there. Obviously, he's older. Yeah, he is he's 20. Like doesn't say. Thank you, college football sports reference. But he's, you know, he's 24. He's 25. You know, when you're when you're bad, you're not making the playoffs. It's pretty easy to just, you know, say, fuck it. Got to put in this rookie, which they did. So good for the Falcons. I think he can do some things for them. Um, okay, any more thoughts on Desmond Ritter? No, no, uh, no, no thoughts. I thought this was one thought. This is when you're supposed to start a rookie quarterback. Yeah. This is not, you know, mm-hmm. this is when you get a rookie quarterback in after the team has lost all of its expectations. Not that the, you know, the expectations are super high for the Falcons this year, but nobody is like really rooting for them to win games at this point. So it's totally fine if he makes mistakes that cost them a game. Yeah. It's all about just growth. Just look a little bit better week after week. You know, a stat that kind of, threw me off about rookie quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett's four and four this season. Yeah, as a I noticed that. I noticed that. And um, this was, that was, this was the same point I made about Kenny Pickett was like, don't put him in there. while the Steelers still have expectations because if he has like a stinker of a game, people are going to turn on him. Yeah. Terrible line. Um, so yeah, I don't know either start the kid week one and like, don't even have competition for him so he can get all the reps that he can in practice. Mm-hmm. Like they have like, that's that's the other, one way to go about it. The, the other way is don't start him until week twelve, and they you know mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett got thrown in there week four. I don't know. So it was a tough way to do it. He's handled it very well. Also, an older quarterback. Yeah, he also something we we saw out of the last class of quarterbacks. A lot of those guys were like are older than the guys who came the class before them. We're saying that with a couple guys now too. Yeah, still in college. Hendon Hookers. Sort of, yeah, Hendon Hookers. Betsy Bennett. The COVID year, that's going to affect us for so long. Yeah. I mean, you could play. I mean, the guys could play for, like, we're Nebraska fans. Yeah. I had Casey Thompson this year. So he has been. So he so, had a red shirt. Yeah. We, I'll put it this way. The Huskers are recruiting a quarterback named Jeff Sims right now out of uh, Sandalwood. Shout out Sandalwood, Florida. Shout out Sandalwood, Florida, dude. Um, Sandalwood High School in Duval, actually. Um, Duval County? Hell yeah. He started in 2020, COVID year, redshirted, injury year. Basically, so Do you get he, two years if you redshirted your COVID year? I don't know how that works. I think so. I think maybe. So technically you like you gain a year. That red shirt. Yeah, but so he so he has started three years of college football and he still has eligibility until 2026. Three more seasons. Yeah. Yeah. No. Six. 23, 24, 25, 26. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can get what? Red shirt, medical red shirt, COVID. Yep. And then four years. Yeah. So medical red shirt is pretty uncommon. but Not anymore. They're pretty lenient with it. That's seven years you can play college football. Uh-huh. I mean, if you're not, I mean, if you're 24 and you're not great, you're probably not playing football. Right. But. Well. You're probably not sitting on a football team. Yeah. If you have no odds of playing. Um. Okay, let's talk about something less fun, but got to talk about it. 
former Washington team president Bruce Allen testified to the House Oversight Committee that Uh-oh. an NFL executive told him that Dan Snyder's representatives leaked the John Gruden emails last year, which eventually led to John Gruden resigning as coach of the Raiders. That's from Ari Mirov at My Sports Update. Um, the report is most appropriately summed up by this paragraph. <clears throat> this is not from Ari Mirov. This is from something else. This is just a quote from the report. The results of the committee's investigations as laid out in this report are clear. Sexual harassment, bullying, and other toxic conduct pervaded the workplace at the Washington Commanders and were perpetuated by a culture of fear instilled by the team's owner. One nugget buried on page 42 should be of particular interest. It goes all the way back to those Gruden emails, which can arguably be described as the crack that eventually led to Snyder's crumbling relation, crumbling ownership reign. I mean, that's got, that's a, I think... Maybe the straw that broke the camel's back, but holy smokes, there's been a lot of stuff. Maybe it that was the one thing that they could do is actual legal trouble. Think about how much actual legal trouble he's been in over the past three years. Everything. <laughs> everything. And the House Committee's been investigating him for everything. Um, so this is just one part of this article um, or this release that he was trying to intimidate everyone. He was trying to have Roger Goodell fired. He was having Bruce Allen followed. He should have just named the team when they renamed it again. Just rename it something insensitive so that way you can keep renaming the team and buying another year. Does that get automatically get you another year if you rename it? I think so. Well, it's definitely going to get renamed again when they get because somebody else is so. buying it. The command, yeah. The, it, the, uh, go back to the football team. I loved that football team was fine. I didn't love football team. I bought a I bought a shirt and it just says football team on it. Does it really? It does. So you're not a Patriots fan anymore? You're a football team fan? I'm a fan of the name the football team. It's it's at least original. It's better than the Commanders. The Commanders is terrible. Are <laughs> you about to say it's original? <laughs> I get, yeah, I guess. Um, I, one thing I'm surprised at, it looks like John Gruden has some actual, like, very competent legal defense. I was really expecting him to have, like, a Better Call Saul type <laughs> lawyer. He would hire Deuce. <laughs> He had a deuce, deuce past the bar, and he comes through. Yeah, Trace. All four foot nine of Deuce Trace, Gruden walking Trace down Gruden, the aisle. Trace and Uno Gruden. Gruden and Gruden law firm. Cracking. He just hires his cousin. Um, yeah, so John Gruden. Himself. That's sort of what I was expecting. John Gruden, Gruden has been suing the NFL for a few months now over this. Um, he should have had. Um, who's the guy that does the impressions? The, with the puppet? No, the one that does the impression of John Gruden. Oh, oh, fuck. It is the John Madden, too. Yeah. Ah, damn. We'll figure it out. Shout out that guy. You're great. I'm sorry. I can't remember your name. I'll look it up. Let me. Let me it's like it. Steve Italian guy. It's like Tom Fazoli or something like that. No, no, no. It's oh, Frank Caliendo. Frank Caliendo. Oh, I heard Frank Caliendo. As Steve Fazoli. That's Steve Fazoli. Frank Caliendo. That's actually what the uh, defense should do is hire Frank Caliendo to just read the emails as Frank as, Caliendo as John Gruden as John Gruden yes you gotta really set the scene oh my god those, so those emails are from what like 11-12 years ago obviously yeah. well as far back we also have one sooner so obviously we're not defending the emails at all or what was said in those but I think a win is lawsuit yeah it I seemed like he was he was like having multiple legal successes man. yeah before this yeah and then yeah. it kind of just came out that like oh because this 
as my it's my understanding that this whole lawsuit was based in the fact that yeah. his emails were selectively released. He wasn't saying yeah. that he didn't say any of that. And that it was Dan Snyder that did it. So the NFL is now liable for a Dan Snyder action. And They're going to have to cut a huge check to John Gruden because of Dan Snyder. John Gruden's about to get paid. Yeah. Big time. They owed him, I think it was like $68 million left Jesus. on his contract. He had like a 10-year, $100 million contract, which mm -hmm. NFL contracts are never made public. The fact that the Raiders made that public is just is, is crazy to me. God, that this this whole situation, everything with Dan Snyder has been. In, is John Gruden exonerated after that? Does he become an NFL coach? No, no chance. He's done. Right, you can't see. He's NFL. done. He can no. become a college coach. Well, John Gruden here. John Gruden after Jimmy Chadwell leaves and takes um, the um, Liberty or Auburn job. Let's say Michigan State. John Gruden Loosely to Michigan State. That. Um, no, John Gruden's done. I'll say Jamie Chadwell to Texas. Maybe he'll go, um, well, maybe he'll go to Texas A&M right. with that cast of John, characters. But think about this. John Gruden would be the perfect head coach for Liberty. Because of their stance on Jesus? It just it seems like the type. Well, just so, hired Hugh Freeze? They, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they hired Hugh Freeze. Um, I will say they did have Turner Gill, who's about the most upstanding coach you can get. Yeah. So... <laughs> And then to go to Hugh Freeze. It's, and then just go right to Hugh Freeze. It's pretty crazy. All right. Um, Maybe Deion should hire him as his OC. I do not think Deion Sanders is going to hire John Gruden. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, Debo Samuel. We're <laughs> not Debo Samuel. What Unlikely. the fuck? Uh, I just sent you this email. Who is uh, Jimbo hiring as his AD? What? Old neck brace. I just sent you this tweet. We just looked at it together. Jimbo, Jimbo Fisher is hiring as his OC, not his AD. OC, uh, Bobby Petrino, Bobby Petrino, yeah, neck brace, neck brace, motorcycle, motorcycle, young lady, young lady. Maybe he'll he that seems possible. Michael Vick, obviously he wants. I mean, at this point, uh, he wants to get fired, right? Like he clearly, Jimbo, yeah. His buyout, his buyout is enormous. They can't really get out of that contract until like twenty twenty six or twenty twenty seven without paying like all of it. So, Texas A&M is the most well-funded athletic department in the entire country. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's not many other equals. Uh, I think they bring in something like two hundred forty million dollars a year. Jesus! So they bring they, in two forty. Yeah, how is that's that? That's their revenue. How do they bring in so much more than everybody else? Revenue plus donation. They. I Texas would assume they're up there. Obviously, they're the number one, and it's it, they don't even have many close seconds. Um, there's only like five profitable athletic departments. Um. But it's because the, I don't know, have you ever been to College Station? No, I have not. The culture around Texas A&M is unlike anything Bonkers. Else. Yeah. Just Texas in general and is that way. Everyone, so they have like the most number. So like people donate to Texas A&M athletic departments. Like basically they, like people who went to Texas A&M tithe to the Texas A&M athletic department. So it's a cult. People who make, you know, $60,000, $70,000 a year pay donations to texas a&m athletic department yeah it is a cult and people you can also go there and get a great job just by going there people who went there and like own these huge companies will hire texas a&m grads i mean i right it's pretty obvious that it's a cult when you know they got those male cheerleaders that grab their nutsack on third down they, they still do, do that they still do that they, they still, still do, that? do that it's insane yeah yeah that one is that is crazy. I saw that and I like blocked that from my. I was like, I don't want this to be real. That's <laughs> awesome. 
They only have yell leaders, not female cheerleaders. Yell leaders. And plus the midnight yell where they just do like stand up comedy. What? They just have like. Oh, the, that's right. They and they just did have that. Like the cringiest. There was that whole video of them burying the guys they were about to play and then they, they do got that every beat. week. Oh, that was awful. They do that They're every week. saying, we can't beat these guys. And like an awkward pause for. Oh, Texas A&M is such a. It's fun to watch. God, he it's has. He's trying. He's They're actively trying to get fired. They're one of one. He's actively trying to get fired. Yeah, There's he no wants way. Virginia job. Hiring him is, or just retire forever because they owe him what, like seventy-five million dollars if he's fired. Which I guess, I guess, good for Jimbo. Jimbo, Jimbo's still got some good coaching left in him. Man, maybe Jimbo wants the Alabama job. They're a hundred and second in points per game on offense. That's not yeah, great. that's brutal. And he does always carry around like eight sheets with him. That's the stupidest look when you have to fumble through different sheets on your offense. You look like that nerd in movies when they're carrying all the blueprints and stuff. Yeah. Like Jamie so Foxx in uh, Spider Man yeah. before he gets his electric powers. Playbooks used to be very thick, two, three hundred plays. Now they've gone more away from that, 75, 80, 90 plays. Um, and you just have more looks and more options within those plays mm-hmm. and little variations that you can do within those plays that you call with different rules. Jimbo still Smart. is one of those like old, like 270 play playbooks. Yeah. So he looks like a bozo fumbling around. It's ridiculous. You should just have a binder. You can't have eight sheet. You know, you can't just be like flipping around. It'd be sweet if he had like a, <laughs> that'd be sweet. Cause as a head coach ever like coach from the box in like major college football probably not right um Hugh Freeze did it because he was like injured or something yeah, he's, he's probably getting, he's, he's, he's probably getting he, he's probably getting sloppy no he the... did it from uh he did it from his uh from like a hotel from a hospital bed <laughs> up in the skybox I, 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 I remember that no I remember yeah. that I remember there was like a video uh, of him and there was like uh I feel like didn't like Joe Paterno like break his leg and was up in the box mm-hmm I think Joe Pa did something else. But. There was, there's, it's a Joe Pa coach from the box for a while. Cause I think he broke his leg or something. Same thing that happened to Whipple this year. We got like leg whipped on the sideline and, you know. Oh, yeah. It drained his MCO. Yeah. No, he's only 60. He's still young. No, I'm pretty sure Joe Pa did it from the box. Joe Pa. All right. <laughs> NFL week 14 is about to kick off and it yep. is wild. The craziest game, I think, the craziest spread by far this week. Is the Minnesota Vikings the what eleven and one, twelve and one, whatever? Should we start keeping track of this? Should we pick like three favorite bets of the week and see what our records are? Uh, maybe we can start that next week. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are plus one and a half against the Detroit Lions. I don't know how that happens. I really don't. I understand that the Vikings have won close games. I understand the Detroit Lions are hot. Um, those records are a little bit different. You know, this is plus one hundred eight. Vikings to beat the Detroit Lions. It is in Detroit. Uh, Dan Cam- Dan Campbell was shocked that they were favored to win this game. Um, I don't. <laughs> I don't. This is like an all time. Uh, and also, this line has moved a lot closer. Like the Lions. Like this is still crazy. But I do think the Lions opened at like five and a half See, point Draft favorites. Kings, yeah, DraftKings has them minus two. Uh, so the Vikings. The over-under is also 51.5, which is huge. Um, the Vikings, on paper, like if you just look at the numbers, uh-huh. are the worst 10-2 and two team in the history of the NFL. Oh, jeez. 10-2 uh, is an, like an incredibly good record. Oh, yeah. Um, 
and usually two. teams get super hot at the end of the season if they're going to finish with low amount of wins. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vikings keep looking. Like, you know, they just find ways to win these games. Um, they've gotten a lot of turnover luck. Um, it still feels like a rat line. A right? ten and two team playing a five and seven team on the road. On the road, which is usually worth two and a half points. So on a neutral field, depends. Vikings would only be a half point favorite. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the depends on the field, but that's. I mean, I understand. Oh, I, I, it's. it's I'm kind of at a loss for words. I mean, I don't. But it's also, a, it's a rat line. On right? the other side, they want you to bet on the Vikings. I mean, I could see the Lions winning this. Yeah. Right. But what? And if it's at yeah. five, I can't imagine why you wouldn't pick the Lions. Well, I can't imagine. But it's like you look at the wins, you look at the losses. You think obviously the Vikings winning this, no problem. Sure. And then you look at how these teams perform and how the Lions have been performing lately. Mm. Start to question a little bit. I will say that. Um, There's some. My favorite line of the week is Houston is a 17 point underdog at Dallas. That's way too much. Plus, you're not on the road by that much, right? You're only traveling two and a half hours. Davis Mills is back from Houston going to Dallas. 17 mm. points. Is, this is still a professional NFL team. It's still Lovey Smith. Mm. <laughs> it's it's a triple A team. Um, 17 is a ridiculous amount of points. 67% of the 60% of the bets are on the Cowboys. So nothing too crazy. And then, I mean, the Cowboys have looked so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think the Cowboys look like the best team in the NFL. The problem is they have Mike McCarthy as a head coach. <laughs> That's not a coach you want uh, to trust. It's because you're probably going to have to win road games in the playoffs. Yeah. Probably. I mean, how many watermelons yeah. can you smash? You know, Big Mike, probably two or three. Probably get gas well, after many, a few. How many before it wears off? Because you know about last year, right? Cowboys had two huge wins when he was smat. He you talking about smashing watermelons? I know smashing watermelons. Oh yeah. And it just got got the boys riled up. Yeah. So perfect record when they smash watermelons, but I don't think it's a card you can pull out two weeks in a row. She see you know what he should have done. Started with a smaller fruit. Yeah. Started with the grape. Up. Maybe this is the week where he starts. Maybe he starts with the grape. It's like, you sons of bitches. And he starts with like a comically small hammer. It's like, let's get these motherfuckers. And he bleep. And then the next week, he goes, what? Clementine. And he gets like a regular hammer. I don't think that would smash very well. And he goes, fuck I think you. melons. I think melons are the best one to smash. Yeah, but he's got to work up. And then, you know, you go maybe. You can't have like a, like a rind. You got to have like. The melon exterior where there'll be like some pop to it. Well, yeah, but he's got to start like small. Cantaloupe. He's got to start small. You can't get to cantaloupe. This is, what, this is what I'm saying. You can't start. Seen, what does honeydew melon look like when it's not in the box? I think a honeydew is just a premature cantaloupe. You're kidding me. Is that, am I, I don't, I didn't mean to shatter your world like that. No you chance. Know that? Honeydew is disgusting. It's, what? It's terrible. It's the worst fruit, and it ruins all the other fruits. It does kind of look like a cantaloupe. I will it say, doesn't, like super surprise me, but it's not a. It, it looks. It looks. It looks like a cantaloupe. So whether he smashes a cantaloupe, whether he smashes a watermelon, um, I don't think the. Ca- this is not the game that they're going to do that. I'm talking about in the playoffs. Cowboys play. are Cowboys scored 31 points in the fourth quarter of the last game. 
So kind of understandable that they have this kind of line. Houston Texans are one ten and one. They look actually they may be worse than they might be one eleven and one. They look really, really, really bad. Um give me the fucking oh, Texans. Give me the Texans. Too much. Whenever you're thinking like NFL record level spreads, I just don't think I don't I mean, no one's talking about Lovey Smith getting fired, but it feels like Lovey Smith's probably getting fired, if I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, right? They they kind of just were like, eeny, meeny, miny, Lovey Smith. He's basically just like head coach in name only. They are year. minus 99 in point differential right now. Who wants that job? I don't think they got any like candidates that really wanted that job. I mean, it is an NFL team, so they can get someone. Now, is it an ideal job? No. General manager, Nick, Nick Cesario. Get, Cesario is good. And they did get rid of the um, the the guy, the chaplain, who was the president of the organization. Yep. he He's out. Um, so maybe it'll become a better job. Maybe Cesario takes a little bit more control, which he used to be the GM of the Patriots, won three Super Bowls with them. Um, is that good? Pretty good. You're talking about Jack Easterby. Jackie should be out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cesario should have a little bit more control now. Um, so we'll see what they can do. Um, who knows? Who knows? That organization is insane. They stink. They should rehire Bill O'Brien. They're probably going to stink forever. All right. Let's talk about the battle for New York. Now, I guess you could say that. However, Buffalo is the only team actually in New York. But the New York Jets, who beat the Buffalo Bills previously this season, are 10-point dogs in Whoa. Buffalo, New York, against the Buffalo Bills. That's that's an insane line. Because I do think I think the Jets have too good of a defense to be 10-point dogs to anybody. Mm. Sauce Gardner. That's an elite defense, right? Quinn and Williams. Excuse me, bless me. That. Hey, excuse me, bless you. Thank you. That's, not, oh, <laughs> bless, bless you. Thank you. Bless that's you. A, Thank you. You need to work. You need to work on that Quinton Williams impersonation. But they're they're too good of a team to be down by this much. I do think the Bills are clearly the better team here, and it's at home. Um, but 10, 10 points is ridiculous. Just lost Von Miller. The Bills did. I don't know if it affects the team. It definitely doesn't make them better. But I don't know if it. You know, I don't know if I'm thinking Bills can't win the Super Bowl now. Um. I mean, Jets Jets are kind of in a weird spot offensively. Who knows what's going on with James Robinson? Uh, they got Mike White, who's been kind of lighting it up. I'm going to take the Jets. I don't know if they win, but I like Jets plus 10. Scotty, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. Okay, perfect. Too much. For a good NFL team, right? Like the Jets are 7-5. Mm-hmm. All right, Baltimore Ravens, another divisional game. Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore Ravens are plus one and a half. They will be starting, is it Tyler Huntley? Because they have Tyler Huntley, and then they also have Brent Hundley on their oh, really? backup. They had, like Josh Johnson. They might also have him, but they have a Tyler Huntley and a Brent Hundley. Uh, Lamar Jackson will be out. Pittsburgh Steelers, one and a half point favorites in Pittsburgh. Uh, 54% of the money is on Baltimore. Yeah, Hundley, Hundley played Hundley. Tyler. Tyler. Hundley. TH. Yes. The one who's starting this week. 
played really well last year in his backup role. Mm-hmm. They they were winning with him as quarterback, and I think you people know, were talking about him getting signed as a starter other places, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I mean, the Steelers aren't aren't a good team. And were, no, I we talked about this earlier. They are four and four with Kenny Pickett as a starter, which true, was a surprise true. to both of us. The more important factor there is uh, what's the record with JJ Watt, TJ Watt. Very good. Very good. Much so, much better. I just think the Ravens are a really bad matchup for them. They can, you know, they can really run the ball. Their defense is pretty good. I don't, and I don't think the Steelers can take advantage of what the Ravens do poorly. Over under is only thirty six and a half. Uh, I wow. think Tyler Huntley can do some things. I think he, you know, so the Steelers are the favorites here. Yeah, Steelers are the favorites. Give me the, give me the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Give me the Ravens too. Fuck it. What's do they have like a chant? Let's. It's not. Let's fly. Something like that. Do they have anything? There you go. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles minus seven at the New York Giants. Philadelphia Eagles flying high. Fly Eagles fly. Only one loss in the season still. Uh, yeah. A late addition to the injury report. Saquon Barkley may not be playing. Right. That's huge. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. This is a hard one to pick for me. It's a pretty oh, good I got line. the Eagles. I got the Eagles. I think the Giants have completely run out of steam. Mm. The defense is not very good. They've been kind of getting picked apart the past few weeks. Um, they've been smoke and mirroring their offense throughout. We, we, you know, when they were doing well the first part of the season, it was just bizarre offense, bizarre wins. So much of the offensive load was carried by Saquon Barkley. Yeah. It's just, you know, great job by Brian Dable. Hi, boy, Dable. You way well exceeded expectations, but... Hang the banner, baby. You're also facing, you know... This is this is a very good team. A very good team and a very like with is Jordan Davis back? I think he's like semi back. With Jordan Davis and Indominus Sue learning the playbook more and more each week, this run defense by the Eagles is going to become a lot better. They also run the ball extremely well. So and you know, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith both coming into their own. This seems like Ooh. the Eagles are really getting hot at the right time. Make sure you guys give us a like uh, and a subscribe if you haven't. See, I hear you and I agree with you absolutely on everything, but it feels a little too perfect for the Eagles. Feels like one of those games too. Well, here's what's not perfect is their quarterback. I don't Who? think Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't think Jalen Hurts is a good quarterback. You don't think he's the MVP? The unanimous MVP by far, no problem. Oh my goodness. No. Who thinks no. that? A lot Have of people. Did you the MVP odds recently? Uh, I think it's Mahomes, but Jalen's like second. His stats are very good. I mean, obviously, I think it's Mahomes, but big Eagles fans are very loud about Jalen Hurts right now. Now, they are Eagles yeah, fans. Like Eagles fans being loud obviously can change very quickly. Tua, Tua is fifth. Gino is sixth. So that's great. That's, oh, this is what got me mad last time we talked about this. Here we go. Is Tua is head of Tyreek Hill in MVP conversations. When Tyreek Hill is literally on pace to break the NFL record in receiving yards. It was more valuable, dude. That's ridiculous. He's the GOAT. Uh, so give hey, me the... Your cousin is ahead of Justin Jefferson. That is the, oh, I can't believe MVP is, <laughs> MVP is broken. Just get a new award for non-quarterback. Offensive player of the year. Yeah. So I'm going to take the Giants, not because I don't believe in the Eagles. just feels like one of those games that Philadelphia comes out and dominates teams. 
I don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot, but I think it's just a little too perfect for the Eagles. Okay. All right. The Cleveland Browns plus five and a half at the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow is still yet to beat the Cleveland Browns undefeated against the Chiefs. Never beat the Cleveland Browns. Um, Deshaun Watson's second wow. game back. Maybe he's got his feet under him a little bit. Yeah, you have to remember. Have to remember. Browns didn't score a touchdown last week. Had two field goal attempts. Oh, the offense didn't score a touchdown. Right. Scored twenty-seven points. No offensive oh, yeah. touchdowns. Punt return. return for touchdown. Yep. Fumble return for touchdown. Yep. Pick six. Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, that's you know he had a week and a half of practice. Mm-hmm. The timing is way off. Mm-hmm. I think stands the reason that he'll be much better this week still yes. might not be at 100 like we might be it's also possible he's never good what are their playoff odds no i don't think it's possible that he's never it's like yes it's like matt like two years of not playing like the chances it's like the chance that like the sun explodes 10 percent chance to make the playoffs well i hate to be this bear bad news the sun will explode at some point but yeah but like not right now i don't you don't think deshaun watson could never be good at, like missed two years of his prime Went through a he lot. Still, I mean, now now he brought it on himself. Win, if they can pick up a win this week, their playoff odds go from 10% to 26, which is not as there we much go. as I thought it would be. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're done. Give him the most guaranteed money of all time. I think there's a really... Oh, this is John, yes. 27. Perfect. Yeah, you're spot on. Yeah. Got older than I thought. It's Mahomes' age. Yeah, I mean he's gonna yeah, be almost thirty probably next. Probably done. They've got they've got the Bengals who are like the hottest team in the NFL right now. They've got um shoot, where'd they go? I lost it. I refreshed the page. Uh they've got the Ravens, New Orleans, and then Washington and Pittsburgh. You know, those are winnable. So the last three games are very winnable. And if they win, it's gonna be Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I feel like Kareem yeah. Hunt Kareem Hunt's getting traded, right? After this, season. After, this after this season. season. after this season. After this season. Um, Nick Tubbs been balling out. Yeah. Give me the Browns to cover. I don't think they win. I think Joe Burrow gets his first win against the Browns. I think give me the Bengals here. Is it possible Bengals have an emotional kind of dump after the Chiefs game? Totally. Okay. Completely possible. If only if you had said that, like, if, if they were playing anyone else besides the Browns, just with what is surrounding the Browns currently. And with Joe Burrow not having ever beaten them, I don't think that they'll have an emotional dump this week. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans are minus three and a half. Uh, I haven't looked at the numbers exactly, but that division sucks. So I assume Titans yeah. win this game. They pretty much win the division. Yeah, the Titans, Titans run every every game. The, the Titans go like 6-0 or 5-1 in the AFC South, or the AFC South every year. Division sucks. Yeah, that's a dog shit division. What do they just call it? Never mind. I'm gonna say AFC Central. It's just the mo- like Florida and Indianapolis are in the same division. In Tennessee, yeah. I mean AFC North, East, AFC East. East. Yeah. yeah, but it's at least the same like coast time zone. That's true. Um, Tennessee Titans. We all know what they're gonna do. Coming off a of fired GM. Jacksonville Jaguars coming off they're coming off that hot win, right? That was just this last week. Mm-hmm. That comeback win. Um ooh, give me the Give me the Titans. Titans. I don't think they win by a ton. I think three and a half is enough. All right. Houston Texans. We already talked about that one. Uh Kansas City Chiefs at mile high. Kansas City Chiefs favored by nine and a half. 
over under at 43 and a half. Chiefs coming off tough loss to the Bengals. Broncos coming off being dog shit all the time. So not much has changed there. Lost in overtime. Lost in overtime. Doesn't really matter. They just lose all the time. Give me the Broncos to cover the spread here. Portland Sutton is out. Nine and a half is too much. I don't know if it is. I get it, but I don't know if the Broncos Nine and a half score. at home. When you've got that good of a defense. They do have a great defense. Do you see the Broncos scoring a touchdown? Are you like automatic? Oh, they can score one touchdown. Uh, one touchdown. They'll score one touchdown. Really? One. That's my exact call. One offensive touchdown. One offensive touchdown without Cortland Sutton, which actually maybe helps them, not because Cortland Sutton's bad, but maybe it just knocks something loose. Uh, Chiefs have a possibility for coming off slow against the Bengals. Also, you could maybe flip flip that and say they're coming off hot. I don't. I, I can't pick the Chiefs all the time. Yeah. It's really hard to not pick them against the Broncos. They fucking dumpster the Broncos all the time. I don't like this. I, don't can know, be, I remember some competitive games last year. Well, they, there was that one that was competitive, and then the fumble returned for the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. I got to I, I, I gotta go with the Chiefs because nine and a half isn't. I mean, what if it's ten to twenty-one? Like that's. I think it's probably a score like that. Uh, give me the Chiefs. All right, Carolina Panthers at the Seattle Seahawks. Carolina Panthers plus three and a half. Uh, at what's Seattle Stadium called? Highlighter Field or some shit like that. Panthers plus three and a half. This is a poopy game. I don't want to watch this one. Give me the Seahawks three and a half. Seahawks. Okay. Panthers got around the team. Panthers have lost like half the coaches have too. Yep. Sorry about it. Buccaneers plus three and a half to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, yeah, give me the Bucs on this one, actually. Tom Brady versus Brock Purdy. Teams get a week to prepare for Brock Purdy. Get to show him a lot of different stuff. I do think Todd Bowles is a very good defensive coach. Mm-hmm. So you got a good defensive coach with, on paper, a good defensive roster against a rookie quarterback. Even though he does have all those weapons, it's just, you know, you're the third string quarterback. I want to take the Niners. Against spread? Yeah, I'm taking him against the spread. I don't think Rock Purdy has to do a whole lot. I just, even with the Bucks win last week, the Bucks just look terrible on offense. Like, if they're within one or two touchdowns with a couple minutes left, like maybe they have a chance. Um, I think Rock Purdy will make some mistakes, but I think he might be able to do enough. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think with Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, they can find a way to get Rock Purdy some easy completions and get a bunch of yards. Um. Yeah, give me the Niners. All right, Sunday Night Football: Miami Dolphins minus three and a half at the Los Angeles Chargers. This is a, this is a banger of a matchup for Sunday Night Football. This should be a good one. Anytime you got Tyreek Hill on Sunday Night Football, it will be electric, and that's not a joke about the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers injury situation. Keenan uh, Allen. Keenan Allen. I think still out. Mike Williams was a full participant today. Um. Give me the Chargers here, just because I have to have them. I have to. Ha- you need them. I have to have them. The three and a half points at home. I'll definitely take them against spread. Give me the Chargers money line. It's a plus one fifty. This just feels like it's like either of these teams could just lay a total egg. Like yeah, the way these teams have played. Need it. Okay, need give me the need give it. me the Dolphins because I need the Dolphins for Scott. All, All right, right, I'm hopping on. No, Monday Night Football. I'm on the playoff machine here. You ready? Okay. Can I do the, the difference in this game? Dolphins sitting at 88% chance right now if they win. 
bumps them into a virtual lock 97. If they lose down to 75, we get this. Let's just start. Then add okay. Buffalo. If they lose that one, then we're dropping down in the 60s. But oh, okay. They're making other interesting factor. A tie actually helps their playoff odds. Yeah. Why would so if they win if they lose out? Yeah. What are they at? Eight wins right now. They're at eight wins. Okay. So if they lose out, they're pretty much out of playoffs. Okay. If they win all but one, they're pretty much out of playoffs. Or if right. they lose all but one. Um, speaking of ties, the Commanders and the uh, Texans tying this past week. They basically just the Commanders getting a tie is exactly the sort of chaos we need for NFC playoffs. Yeah. What chaos that does to the, the numbers, what like how much that complicates the numbers is so much. It's it's a lot more fun now. All right, San Francisco, or what the fuck? The New England Patriots on Monday night football against the Arizona Cardinals. On the road. In Arizona. New England Patriots favored by one and a half points. Scotty, as a New England Patriots fan, what are your initial thoughts on this game? Yeah, I think um, I think Mac looks really good at this game. You advanced Joseph before the game, uh, taking shots at the Patriots offense on Mike. At a press hard, conference, I will say it's hard not to when you get on one of these mics. It's hard not to take shots at the Patriots' offense. To be fair to him, sorry, I just, that's the last team you want to do that to. Is Bill is Bill a bulletin board material guy? Oh yeah, he'll come in For and he'll sure. put it, he'll slap it on the board. For sure, it's on repeat. And so, like in Max headset at practice, instead of the mic with Bill on it, it's just that playing. It's that clip. <laughs> Man, it's just, what did he say? He just said, um, "You guys saw." He was talking about how their offense, the defensive coordinator, is an offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah. Well, it was nothing too inflammatory, but no, definitely, uh, you know, something you don't see very often, especially from a defensive coordinator. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Sometimes you see stuff like the coordinators usually are very buttoned down. Yeah, usually, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to be. Um. Felt like an easy pot shot for him to take. Give me the Patriots. Give me the Patriots. Give me the Patriots money line. What does this game look like? What happens? Um. So Kyler Murray they, situation they struggled actually. Patriots defense has struggled against mobile running backs or mobile quarterbacks. quarterbacks. I should say. Sorry. Uh, Kyler is playing this week. Yeah. Okay. I assumed. Yeah. Give me. This will be a close game. Very high scoring. Give me twenty-seven to twenty. One Patriots. I did not expect you to say this is going to be high scoring. Um, give me the Cardinals. All right, that's 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 NFL Week 14. I'm excited. There's some really good matchups in there. Yeah, that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a card. Also, hell of a card. UFC 282. Ooh, got tell him bit. Scott. You see what I was doing there? I did see. Uh, got a little bit worse with some of the injury situation. Obviously, Jiri Prohachka, the people's champ. Vacated his belt after he needed surgery. He's going to miss a year before he can even start training again. Ugh. So we're probably not going to see him for another 18 months, maybe. Um, Talk about UFC 282. 282. Top build matchup for the belt at 205. Jan Blachowicz trying to regain his belt. Polish power. Losing it to Yuri. Mm-hmm. Uh, facing off against Magomed Ankalaev. Magomed. Is he, is he a Dagestani guy? Yes. Uh, Poland, I think. Magomed? Wait, is this a Poland matchup? Why did I think he was Polish? I don't. Uh, oh no, Russia. Yeah, dog. Hey, he's dog. Yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. I I don't know why I couldn't. I didn't put that together. Double Polish uh, power. 
he's, he's like, like the, the biggest, biggest of those Dagestani guys. They so this, don't this, run that big. But just to be clear, this is this is a title fight because Yuri vacated his belt. Yes. Uh, I have bad news, Joe. Ankolaev is a negative three fifty favorite. Uh, no. Yeah, I I looked at a Dagestani eighteen and one versus a guy who punches really hard twenty nine and nine, and I kind of assumed Ankolaev was a favorite. You know how lucky we are that uh, Zabid. Uh, can't fight anymore. You know how close we are to like the Dagestani's running like 145 through. Like if Hamza and what like, is it? What is it in Dagestan? Are they just more focused? They just work harder than everybody. Is that it? UFC is uh, probably the easiest sport to be go to go. MMA is the easiest sport to go professional at. How's that? Because there's so few people that do it. There's less competition. So you can be a very... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not the easiest sport to be a professional at. No. But it's the easiest in terms of percentage of people who do MMA versus the percentage of people who fight professionally. It's a crazy high number. Really? Yeah. So, so nobody's starting it as a kid. There's no kids no, that obviously. do... Yeah. So you can wrestle. Mixed martial arts. Uh, but so that's the thing. The people who started as a kid is these Dagestanis. Mm-hmm. So that's what... I mean, they just have a culture... That. They're not incredible athletes. They're usually very, very strong. And they've been developing these like weird muscles that are super good for fighting. They're playing basketball young age. on courts that they can't dribble on, that they like slash, well, that just, they wrestle you don't, you in. You don't have to dribble is the rule. So nobody does. So, you, so awesome. You don't have to dribble and then you can just fight. And they just the like court. they'll hook it in too. Yeah. They're hilarious. Um, and I think they also play with med balls too. Like sometimes they'll have like multiple balls on the court. The they basically they basically like an hour of it actually one. Time. They basically just have like farmer strength. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, but so you've got Ankolaev, who's probably going to become champion at two hundred five. I don't. I'm going to be rooting for Polish power. It'd be cool. It'd be sick if you were on the belt. Very possible. Jan um, puts him to sleep. Yeah, Jan's I mean, pretty totally, good. Totally, mm-hmm. Jan could put anyone to sleep. And that the uh, the puncher's chance becomes much more likely the higher the weight class you get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so you have Hamzat who could very likely win one eighty or one eighty or one seventy or one eighty five in the next two years. Okay, probably will get one of those belts. Hamzat's right? not Dagestani though. Uh, he was born there. Was he really? Yeah. He's Swedish. He's like Chechnyan. Wasn't he, wouldn't he be born in Chechnya he then? He grew up in Sweden. Born in Chechnya. So he's from Russia. He's not from Dagestan. Dagestan. Yeah, it, it's the same like culture, if that makes sense. Yeah, then we he's won't. He's not we literally won't on the mountain of Dagestan. No. Sweet beard. God, that beard same, is insane. It cut from the same mold. You know, like, I'm just, the, the point I'm saying is like, Eastern Europe is like about ready to completely take over the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it kind of already has. Right. So, Kamzat and Islam dominating those middleweight classes. Um, Zabit, who knows if he's going to come back, but was looking like he was going to eventually take over at one. He's a guy. Time. He's a guy that looks like Abe Lincoln, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And sort of that, like, I thought he retired. Jack, the Wojak meme where he, like, looks insane. He, he's retired and unretired. He's had, like, heart problems really bad. Yeah, he's COVID. had real bad health problems. Yeah. And he never had good cardio to begin with. Mm hmm. Man, UFC is in such a weird... MMA is just in such a... I mean, it's been in a weird spot forever, but it like doesn't feel like it's any less weird because it still yeah. feels like there's a whole class of athletes that could come in and just dominate. I mean, we see it occasionally. We saw um, 
Let's see if Greg Hardy come in and make some noise. Obviously, he was sure, kind of sure. Different, well, especially but, at heavyweight, if you're just a good athlete. Yeah, I mean, we've seen we've so seen a lot of athletes go into boxing, like celebrity boxing. Um, I think you're going to see some athletes who can't make it in the UFC or the NFL stuff like that start to transition to the UFC. All right. So what people are going to be talking about, regardless of what happens, is Patty the Batty is now the co-main event against the American Josh Gordon. Uh, Patty the Batty, I assume, lost to Jerry def- Gordon. Jerry Gordon. Josh's brother. Lost. To, I assume Patty lost three to 400 pounds before this fight started. Um, he, I mean, something I don't talk about that no one ever talks about. Everyone's like, oh, his stunning weight loss because he balloons up to 200 pounds. <laughs> He's clearly on. He's clearly doping. You know, he's clearly. No, he just works hard, dude. Works harder than everybody else. He has cut weight more efficiently than anyone else has ever seen. And nobody's like, oh, maybe that's performance, not performance enhancing drugs. He gets absolutely shredded after being like obese within like three, within three months. It's. He gets chiseled. He gets chiseled. It's some form of PDs. It's not like human growth hormone. Like he's not taking Trenbolone, but he's. you know, it, it, there's other way, things that these weight cutting sports will do. Like there's blood doping, there's EPO, there's certain performance enhancing drugs that just make you shed weight in your sleep. So he's clearly doing something. He's just running harder than you do, dude. He just works out harder than everybody else. That's what if I'm gonna say. This one, it, when he did it the first time, I was like, okay, he's, this guy's just crazy. He's done it three or four times a year now. He's he fights a lot. He fights a lot because yeah. he's not on a good. He makes only like forty k a fight. Yeah, I mean, I'm he, I, he is a very good fighter, and he's on the come up. And I would assume he's like a company man now, so he'll be getting paid well. But I really am rooting for Jared Gordon. Oh, time. geez, I would assume he makes a lot more money outside the UFC than he does inside the UFC. Yeah, and Dana also takes care of the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, like Dana's the guys probably, he likes. Yeah, yeah, he'll give you a heavy check in the locker room. All right, uh, just quickly on this one, Santiago Punza. Punza Bio, Alex Morano. I don't know who these guys are. Do you have any thoughts on this one quick? Um, Santiago is pretty good. Okay. You should take that. Um, so Santiago. And then we got Darren Till, Till versus Drake Drishus Duplices. Golly. That's a, that's a beautiful name. Darren Till hasn't won a fight in, what, three years? Right, and he's pulled out of several. So until he gets into that octagon, I'm still like, I don't even think he's going to be fighting. Um, That'd be tough for this card. Give me Drakus. I just think Darren even looks out of shape. Um, Darren has not won since 2019. Wow. And that was right after getting KO'd by Masvidal. Yep. Who did he beat? George. Uh, Kelvin. Oh, yeah. I watched Gastelum. We probably Uh, watched it together. Huh. And then okay, well, give me Drakus. Um, is he a, is he a scouser too, like Patty? Or is Darren? that yes. yeah? Okay, mm-hmm. couple of scousers taking yeah. over Las Vegas. Although we haven't seen Darren fight since he's been training with Hamzat, so we'll see. Maybe he's a wrestler now. Oh, that's right. They're like best that friends would be now. Sick. Darren Till is an electric follow on social media too. I, don't, I think he's quite more quiet than he used to be. Is he still have those raw dog shirts? Is he still doing that whole thing? I don't know, but he did just mm. so his former. Baby mama, he had a tattoo of her on his arm and he just got it changed where her face is like morphed into a gorilla. It's the worst tattoo you've ever seen. Look it up. Look it up. I don't care. I've got a daughter in Brazil. I don't care. While you're looking that up, I'll talk about the next matchup. Bryce Mitchell, who is like um, literally like Forrest Gump level IQ. 
Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> you got camo shorts, dude. Does he still have the camo the shorts? Camo shorts are sick. Camo, camo shorts go shorts hard. Brilliant. I, He's a I, rapper. Okay, you need to respect him a little more. He's got a burgeoning mu- music career. He is he is really really good, and he's one of the most fun grapplers you'll ever see because he does a lot of bizarre submissions. He's got a lot in. The, he's got a very deep bag on the ground, if that makes sense. He's like, so yeah. like sometimes guys, you can become a black belt in jujitsu with having a very thin bag, if that makes sense. You just have to thin become bag. Yeah, what's that deep mean? Bag thin bag of like submissions of offense. Oh, okay. You can become proverbial a black, bag. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You can have a like a. You can become a black belt without having that many submissions in your arsenal. You just have to know how to move within guard mm-hmm. and maintain and get to your position. He can submit you from anywhere on the ground. He said he choked. He said he submitted a deer once. I kind of believe it. Yeah, I do I too. Believe it. He's crazy. He's actually like insane. He's legit, those, legit rapper doesn't, too. Doesn't seem seem like they're gonna live to like Le- fifty, but well, that's no. I believe in him. So he, I believe in him in this. Oh, he's he is still so good, he's though. still rocking the camo shorts, right? This is a legit like title eliminator might match. Like if either of these guys win, they might be fighting for a title next. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing the camo shorts or not? Camo shorts, I think he's got that it. That will make or break. If he's wearing the camo shorts, give me him. If he's not, he's a give slight me underdog. Guy. This is the tightest matchup we've got. One twenty five and one four negative one forty five. I mean, it's gonna be hard when not watching to not pick him. I'm gonna say that. Anyone else in there? Uh, Dacus versus Rosenstrike. Rosenstrike is a huge favorite there. Not a huge favorite, but minus one seventy. I think I kind of like Dacus. Biggie boy. Um, Edmund. Is a huge favorite. Okay, give me Edmund, Joaquin Buckley, the guy who you know, um, with that electric uh, threw a kick, guy oh, got his foot, spun back off that guy's foot, and knocked him out. Is fighting. Um, Hell yeah, that's can't miss. First fight since he got absolutely leveled by Kevin Holland. Um, Billy versus Alexander. Give me Alexander. Uh, other than that. Hold nobody, on. Nobody that you really care about unless you're like a deep MMA fan. So there was also a uh, fight with Robbie Lawler that was canceled. And then just looking on the yeah. early prelims. So Robbie only has one more fight left on his deal, right? Uh, Alexander Gustafsson had an OSP fight that was canceled. OSP had a fight then against Antonio Tricoli, which was then canceled. Oof, a lot of fights canceled on this. Wait, so Gustafsson was back down at 205? Yes. Which we'll see how that goes. But. I mean, he looked real. I thought he was going to be great at heavyweight. He just looked slow, very hittable, not used to the weight. I would like to update everyone. I did go to the Christmas lights at the Lincoln Zoo. It was awesome. I tried to go. I'll have to to check out the Omaha one because I have been told, it has been reported to me that they also have lights in Omaha, so I'm going to have to go ahead and assume that those are going to be better than the Lincoln ones. No offense to the Lincoln ones. It was awesome. They had a lot of stuff I didn't expect. but Did they have the train? They had the train, took the train, it was pretty cold to be taking a train. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fast. There were a couple <laughs> of spots they could have cleaned up. Did see some penguins out. They had some penguins Ooh. out. Saw one poop. That was awesome. Have they, you ever touched a penguin? No, they're slimy, right? Or they're oily. Soft. They're soft. Really? Yeah, really? it's like feathers. Hmm. These looked kind of more oily variety. But when they poop. No, no, I know. You'd be surprised because you it's like kind of like a duck. Ducks are like way softer than you think. Well, the the I mean, I was hoping to see one poop. When they poop, they just lean over a little bit and then it like fires out of their ass. And it, it, it literally, they were all standing around the water and just turned around, pooped right into the water before they all swim. But all right, we have an this this weekend's gonna fucking go for us sports wise. 
Yeah, it's an incredible weekend. I'm sure we didn't even talk about Army, Navy. Army, Navy's going to be awesome. Go Army. Go Army. I thought it was last week. Nope. This is weekend. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Uh, make sure to give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Uh, enjoy the fuck out of your weekend. Thanks. Bye-bye.